This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hi, I'm Ron Paul, former congressman and presidential candidate. I'm here to tell you about a product that might just save your lives. It's a home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. With this great product, you can freeze dry the food your family loves, and it will last for 25 years. Our ancestors preserved and prepared for difficult times, shouldn't we? To learn more, go to HarvestRight.com or call 800-594-4635. That's 800-594-4635. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. I have to tell you, the... uh The sit-in in in Congress makes me want to vomit. Uh, These guys who are so-called civil rights leaders. We're going to spend a couple of minutes on civil rights. Civil rights. These civil rights leaders who are having a sit-in, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't care if you sit there for the rest of your stinking life, which for some of them, they're so old now, that could be about a two and a half... Two and a half hour period here before they are so before they break a hip because they're sitting on the floor cross leg. I'll never be able to uncross my legs again. Good. Uh, we'll talk about that. Also, how there is no one talking about the Constitution. I'm going to show you what's at stake, what they're sitting for. Uh, also, NBC News uh, came out with um, <clears throat> with Matthew Maurer. He's a he's one of their reporters, and he said maybe the Trump shooter was just a good guy with a gun. We're going to talk about that uh, phrase. And also, uh, Charlie Rangel says, you don't need a gun. Nobody really needs a gun. Of course, he needs a gun because, quote, it's different for us, end quote. Oh, okay, Your Majesty. Thank you very much for that. We're going to start with all of that. But first, we want to talk to Tony just for a few minutes. Tony is one of the Orlando shooting victims We talked to him before he went into surgery last week, and we just want to get an update because he's had yet another surgery after that one. Get an update from uh, from Tony in Orlando. We begin there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, do you remember when I said that uh, we're going to start having attorneys for robots, or I actually think I said computers. There's going to come a time when you're going to turn a computer off, you go to turn it off, and it'll say, don't, I'm lonely. Remember I said that time was coming? And that the number one job for attorneys by 2050 will be to represent them as humans? It has already begun in Europe. Wait until you hear what is happening in Europe. And Brexit also is happening today. We'll explain. First, let's go to uh, Orlando and Tony just to check on him, see how he's doing. Hi, Tony. How are you? Hey, Glenn. How's it going? Good. You sound a little better than you did uh, uh, last week when we talked to you before you went into surgery. How did that go? Yes, everything, everything came out. It came out good. Thank God. Um, I'm super positive about everything. My arm is still 
completely shattered, but it's getting there. Um, You're going to be able finally, to use it? Yeah. Good. The thing is that I have, I still have a lot of ligaments that are not connected, but they're coming together. I think there's going to be another another surgery for the hand and the arm. Um, but day by day, I'm taking it a day at a time. And, you know, the are you still in the hospital, doctor? Tony? Yes, I am. You- how many surgeries do you think you're going to have to have total? I don't know. The next one I know is going to be the arm again because it's very, 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 very bad. Did he, he, how many times did he shoot you in the arm? When we spoke to you last week, you talked about, you really mm-hmm. described a horror show and how you were, you put your head under a couch so he wouldn't shoot you in the head. Mm-hmm. And then he came up and he shot you, what, four times? couple of times in the back and two in the arm? What, I, what I'm thinking is because I don't really, because as soon as he shot my back, my arm automatically exploded. But I don't know if it was because he shot me in the back and then he shot the person next to me in the head. I cannot recall, but it had to be one of those two because... Either the bullets came out again and shattered my arm, or he also shot the person next to me. But I'm, I'm not really sure because I was just hiding under the couch. Are you aware enough yet to watch the news and see how this is changing the course of our country? Nope, not yet. You're I'm not watching not it? Really, Good. Don't, no, don't watch, it. watch it. You'll need more right drugs. Now. Yeah, you'll need more drugs. Don't watch it. It's a really, it's a really good no. thing you're not watching it. Well, I'm, uh, I'm glad to hear that you're doing better. We just wanted to check in with you and uh, see how you were doing. And there is a, um, uh, there is a fundraiser going on uh, for, for really um, a, a lot of victims. Tony is, um, Tony is a guy that we kind of adopted here, and he's got to pay for all of these surgeries, and the expenses are huge. What is the... What is the uh, Tony Strong. Yeah, Tony, Tony Strong. Tony Strong. Tony Strong. GoFundMe. Go, yeah, go, go, go to GoFundMe and look for Tony Strong. And, and we're up to, what, $34,000? So we'd love for you to help out if you'd like to help him or any of the other victims uh, in Orlando. We'd uh, love to hear it. Tony Strong at GoFundMe. Tony, thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Glenn. God, God bless you. you. You bet. Bye-bye. Wow. Sounds a lot better. Mm. He sounds a lot better. A lot better. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> we sound worse. He sounds better. <laughs> well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let's just go over this. What happened yesterday? What happened yesterday? The, the people like John Lewis, who is a civil rights icon, the guy really is a hero, marching with Martin Luther King. What he put up with, what he did in the 1960s is amazing. He has become a clown. This has made these people, these civil rights leaders, into absolute clowns. What was he, what was he marching for? He was marching for rights that are guaranteed to all men under the Constitution. Right? The expansion of rights. The, the rights no. that they were... That they, promise that they promise, that right. promise to all men right. rights they should have been getting right we're not getting it was not an expansion of the rights right. it, it was a well, guarantee that you were going to get the rights that the constitution promised 
every man, woman, and child. Right. For them, it was an expansion because they yeah, were right, 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 right. Yeah. But they were just asking, obey yeah. the Constitution. That was it. Okay. Yeah. Civil rights that the the people the people out in the public have rights, and the government was there to protect those rights. What are they doing right now? Right now, they are they are sitting in to take people's rights away. Now, we're not even just talking about the Second Amendment. It's not just taking away the rights of the Second Amendment. And that's what nobody understands. Because John McCain was doing this in the Senate yesterday. John McCain is, there's no one who is an actual civil rights leader. ACLU, do you know the ACLU is against what the Democrats are doing right now? Who are the civil rights leaders? I've said this for a long time and people make fun of us. We're the civil rights leaders. We're the civil rights leaders of of today. They have discredited themselves and they are dismissed. You know anybody who's taking these guys serious in their little chant and sit in like they're 18-year-olds? They're sitting there all hacked up from plastic surgery with Nancy Pelosi, sitting on the ground like they've ever sat on the ground in the last 40 years. They have seats. No one's stopping them from getting in their seats because they're legally allowed to be in the building. So I don't know why they're sitting on the floor. It is absolutely absolutely a joke and a mockery. So what is it that they're fighting? What is it they're fighting for? Well, if you want to go to uh, Wrangell, let's just play the piece of Wrangell. They say they're fighting to make sure nobody needs guns. Nobody needs guns, except when asked this. Well, I should say the uh, uber wealthy who, who have protection, had that protection, but individuals who are law-abiding citizens in your district should not. Let's talk about that. Well, law-abiding citizens just shouldn't have to carry a gun. You know that. So you're not going to push me in that direction. But you're protected by guns all over the place here in the Capitol. <laughs> well, that's a little different. I think we deserve, I think we need to be protected down here. Okay. Well, wow. that's a little different. We deserve it. And we need to be protected down here. We need to be protected and we deserve it. But a law-abiding citizen shouldn't have to. I agree with you. They shouldn't have to. They shouldn't have to. They should be able to, though. But they should be able to. Yes. Yes. So what is John McCain and what are these so-called civil rights leaders standing up for? They're not standing for your right to protect yourself because you shouldn't have to. They have to. Oh, they're... They're governmental rights. They're elitist rights. They can have that, but you don't. You shouldn't have to. We'll take care of you. We, the protected, we'll take care of you. We're talking about life. Is there anybody standing up for life on either side? Anybody standing up for life? Is anybody really standing up for life? We have, we have abortion clinics who are selling baby parts. Is there anything more obscene than that? Is there anything that, that comes from Mangala or comes from uh, a horror movie? Anything worse than a baby mill? I can't think of one. Can't think of one. Maybe, maybe, maybe the only thing I can come close is a, a place where it's a whorehouse and slaughter factory where you get to make love to somebody you're killing. That's about the only thing I could think that would be as bad. 
Is anybody talking about that? Nope. They're going to get away with it. Nobody's doing an investigation on that. Nobody's following up on that. Nobody's even seriously talking about defunding Planned Parenthood for breaking the law, for being obscene. Who's standing up for life? Nobody. Who's standing up for religion? Who's standing up for the right to associate with one another? Whoever you want to. You know who John McCain, you know what John McCain did? John McCain yesterday is uh, standing up for uh, if you're on the you know if you're on the no fly list you can't buy it you can't buy a gun uh, but beyond that just to make sure because you may not if if you're suspected we need to be able to go through all of your internet uh, activity and be able to monitor every keystroke that you make on your internet connection and on your computer without a warrant for your safety for your safety civil rights leaders civil rights leaders i can just take your right away of a warrant and your right to be secure in your persons and your thoughts are taking away my right to protect myself to defend myself. They're taking away my right of security of person, papers, ideas, and they're taking away my protection, my constitutionally given protection of a warrant, of jury, of having, you have to bring me up on charges to face my accuser of double jeopardy that I can't be held indefinitely. Those are all gone. We are talking, both sides are talking about getting rid of them, and these are the frickin' civil rights leaders You are violating all of my civil rights. You are asking people to to, um, codify a violation of every American's civil rights. Is anybody fighting for the people to hold all the rights? That they actually hold them all? And states follow that? And the federal government really only has responsibilities of securing those rights? No. You know why? Because the federal government has the responsibility in both the right and the left now to violate those rights. Who? Hillary Clinton? Is she going to be the big champion of civil rights? Donald Trump? He hasn't even read the frickin' Constitution. Who's standing up for your civil rights, America? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody in colleges are doing the sit-in. Nobody, 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 nobody's, nobody's on the streets marching for civil rights. You're about to lose them. You are this close to lo- You are one more Orlando away from losing them. Let me ask you this. Matthew Maurer from NBC News tweeted, maybe the Trump shooter was a really good guy with a gun. Explain that to me. Maybe the guy who wanted to kill Donald Trump was just a good guy with a gun. I can guarantee you that that guy is against everybody having their own gun. I can guarantee you he's for gun control. Guarantee you. But maybe he was a good guy with a gun. What does that mean? 
oh, wait a minute, you're afraid of possibly Donald Trump being a fascist, and so maybe stopping a fascist with a gun is a good idea, which is exactly what the Second Amendment is for, and all of the people who side with you say it's not possible. But as soon as you see a fascist, well, then it's different. Then it's different. Well, then it's a special occasion, just like Charlie Rangel. The elites, the people you agree with can have guns because then we've got a responsibility to do what's got to be done. Welcome to America. Welcome to the place we said where you will have no good choice in front of you. You got a good choice? Give me one. Give me one that it makes me feel comfortable. Give me a choice that makes me feel like we're going to have control over our own lives. Not there. Why? Because we compromised ourselves into nothingness. Oh, I'm going to vote for the Republicans because the Republicans, they're going to stand against this. Really? Look at what they're doing. Look at what John McCain is doing in the Senate yesterday. I'm going to... I'm going to vote for the Democrats. Hillary Clinton is a full-fledged Marxist at this point. Listen to her. And now this. Your mattress is like a heat magnet. If, If you were waking up all the time sweating, drenched in sweat, Get rid of your heat-trapping mattress and upgrade to the mattress that I have, and that's a Casper mattress, fantastic mattress. Invented with two high-tech foams that guarantee you sleep cool and comfortable with all of the support that you need. You know, that's the problem with the foam mattresses. You know, they're really, really comfortable, but they are hot as hell. Now they also have new sheets and pillows that make you comfortable as well, designed to keep you cool and balanced all night. Your Casper mattress ships free in a box. You just you bring it in, you cut this box open, and a mattress. I mean, you've got to open the box on the box spring in your bedroom because all of a sudden it's this gigantic, comfy mattress. And you can try it in your home for 100 nights. You're not going to a store to get one of these. This is how they make it so unbelievably inexpensive is they've cut out the middleman. It's direct to you. And if you don't like it, 100 nights... They come, they pick it up, and they refund every single penny, 100% guarantee, so you don't risk anything. Try it. Casper Mattress, you can get it at casper.com and use the promo code BECK and get $50 off the purchase of your mattress. It's casper.com. Terms and conditions do apply. Casper.com. Offer code is BECK. $50 off right now. Offer code BECK. Casper.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. 
okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. You know who's going to have a lot to say about this sit-in? Brad Thorpe. Oh, my. He's coming in in hour number three. Yeah, he's coming in for the full hour. (laughs) He should have an awful lot to say today. Um, But, uh, you know, the the nice catering is part of every good sit-in. Oh, you you can't just sit in with... Without pillows, fluffy pillows to sit on, and yeah. catering, catered food brought in. Yeah, no, you've yeah. got to have the catering. I look, I'll go to sit-ins, but if the catering is subpar, I'm not going. Right. I'm not. Is going. there I mean, lobster there's... mac and cheese? I mean, that. I, I I'm not sure if they have the Capitol Grill. I'm if they don't, let me put it this way: if they don't have the Capitol mm-hmm. Grill uh, providing the catering, I, I mean, what kind of country are we? Well, and I can't. What, be what kind of servants are they? <laughs> you know. So uh, when I said who's standing up against this, I want to play Louis Gohmert. Yeah, he's definitely standing Standing up. up. Standing up. And we'll do that when we come back. should but they don't brexit people should care about they sh- they should and the eu referendum but they don't, <laughs> they don't care <laughs> i don't think well, they don't care about an awful lot of stuff that yeah. they should R- right for instance the loss of our rights they should care about that but they don't <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs yeah, yeah. But who saw Louis Gohmert on the floor of the House yesterday and thought to themselves, oh, my gosh, this is what Glenn Beck has been talking was coming. Mm. And the warning of that's right before we break apart. I wanted somebody to have a cane. I wanted someone to have a cane. <laughs> no, I don't. I have been saying for 10 years. We're on the brink of that. We are on the brink of civil war. We are on the brink of breaking apart. 
We're, we're on the brink of the Charles Sumner moment where he got beaten with a cane yep. over the expansion of slavery yep. in the country. Yep. yep. And now... And it will be, mark thing. my words, mark my words, it will be someone like Ted Cruz or Louis Gohmert that gets the cane to the head. It will be a self-righteous progressive that will beat a liberty person almost to death. That's what happened in the 1800s. They were fighting for civil rights. Well, no, they weren't. Neither party were. They were both lying. And that's when the, the uh, Republicans started to gather together. And there were people from both the left and the right that got together and said, neither of you guys are doing anything about slavery. And we've had enough. Charles Sumner gets up and says, there are those who are sleeping with the whore of slavery. Well, guy from, uh, from the South in the House who took that as a personal insult walked in uh, took his cane and beat Charles Sumner almost to death. While everybody stood around and watched. Nobody did anything. In fact, they never prosecuted the House member for doing it. Right. He never spent a day in jail. Sumner was never the same. Never the same. It took him three years to recover to the point where he could go back. Right. Three years. Three years. And nobody, nobody pressed charges. They all witnessed it. They all witnessed it. And so about... Uh, maybe seven years ago, I came and I said, you know what, guys, I've been doing my research on revolution and civil war. We're a long way away from this. When we start to see the signs where they're beating each other down in the House or the Senate, we'll know we're close. Well, here was the scene yesterday when Louis Gohmert approached and said, guys, this is not guns. This was radicalized Islam. And they're all sitting there and they're chanting as they're sitting and they're doing their sit-in and their nice catering. Listen to the chaos. It's time for a real debate on these issues. Just a vote. With equal time, talking about radical Islam. Radical Islam killed these poor people. No, it's not Stop for a second. Unbelievable. Does this even make any sense? No. Does this make any sense at all? You've got the Democrats saying, why would you want a terrorist to buy a gun? Why would you want a terrorist to buy a gun? The same people who cannot bring themselves to even identify terrorists. Right. Right. They're the same people who would not say anything about Fort Hood. This is not this is this is a game guys you're watching you're watching a play. Why do you want terrorists to buy guns? That's not the position of the left. Terrorists don't exist. Even the Orlando guy in particular, they went way out of their way to make sure that you didn't you knew it was not about Islamic extremism. It was about guns. It was about he didn't like gays. It was about maybe he was religious, but it wasn't about his Islamic extremism. Just Loretta Lynch just the other day said we may never know what his motivation was. Just after her own department released a transcript, which he himself identified as a Islamic soldier. 
and pledged his allegiance to ISIS and al-Baghdadi. And they, her answer to that is, we may never know his motivation. So they're, on the, they're shouting, why do you want a terrorist to have a gun? And the guy was not on the terror watch list. He had that's been what they looked want, but at that's what they're the fighting for. That's what they're fighting for, to be able to put people on the terrorist watch list and then stop them from buying a gun. Well, you can't that- put people on the terror watch list. They could have had him on the watch list. And he had been invested. But he wasn't on a watch list, so he could, even if you did the terror watch list and they can't buy guns, he wasn't on it. But here's the problem, Pat. If he would have been on the terror watch list and if uh-huh. they were investigating him, if people had made these charges, they couldn't really go in and look at his uh, computer. Yes, they can. It's called the NSA. I thought that's what we were doing. Yeah. I thought that's what they were doing illegally against the Constitution. See, this is, this, none of this makes sense. They are not fighting for life, and they are not fighting for civil rights. No, they're now, not. let me tell you who is fighting for civil rights. Let me take you to the uh, EU, because these guys are fighting for civil rights. <laughs> but... I just... No, they're fine. I, I know the EU is. I mean, they're. they're no, they are. They're on the front. They are on the front lines. Front of lines of fighting yeah. for civil rights. EU. Yes. Europe's growing army of robot workers are now going to be classified as electronic persons. Oh my gosh. Electronic persons. Now, why would they do this? Why would they do this? Why? Why are we deeming? Robots, electronic persons. Pat? Don't think logically. Don't think with reason. Think like a politician. What? Well, yeah, go ahead. We've got to be able to tax them all, get money. For- yes! yes! We have to be able to tax the robots. Oh. So, electronic persons with their owners liable to pay social security. And taxes. Well, they don't make money. They're robots. They don't need a place to live. They don't need spending money. They're not going anywhere. They're robots. But robots are people too. Uh, And now they're trying to get uh, the companies uh, that are building robots and are hiring robots or using robots to pay social security, which robots don't need social security. <laughs> when they break down, we unplug them. Uh, they do use, uh, you know, they, they will use streets and some public services. So they mm-hmm. do, we do need to get a little money from them. Right. 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 Use them for free. We're not getting the money from them. They don't have pockets. Well, you're not going to ask them to work for no pay, right? That's slavery. Exactly right. And have that. Exactly right. I mean, equal pay for equal work, right? Is right. that what you, do you not all believe that? That's exactly right. That's by now? <laughs> Are you, do you think anybody is prepared for the robot days? Do you think anyone is prepared? Because Very here's, close. let me just play this out. We all saw iRobot. Uh, robot, not prepared right? for the human days. Right, I know. <laughs> robot right. days. Uh, everybody saw iRobot. Yep. Yeah. What are the, what's the deal with iRobot? What, well, Jeffy's the iRobot expert. What's the deal? Well, the robot uh, decided that it knew better. Uh, the main robot that was in charge uh, decided it grew, and it decided that it knew better than the humans. 
mm-hmm. that it would run the world better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, and, I think I, I'm hearing a repeat of this scenario going on right now with our election, but go ahead. Yeah, and then it, it uh, you know, they built robots, the robots that were, you know, on the streets helping people that had the laws that they couldn't hurt people, couldn't harm people. The main robot overrode all of that mm. so that the robots, but we don't want to hurt you, but you have to do what we say. So right. We're protecting do, you. Yeah. We're protecting you. So the robots had a code. There were three laws. What were the three laws? Um, I, it was uh, a ro- I robot? Oh, I robot. Three laws. It's it was do no harm to humans, right? Yeah, yeah. May not injure a human being through inaction, or allow a human being to come to harm. Uh, it must obey the orders given to it by human beings, except where such orders would con- conflict with the first law, and it must protect its own existence as long as such protection does. Uh, does not conflict with the first, the first or second laws. Yeah. yeah, we're at that point. Oh yeah. Now. Well, they're still fighting that now. I mean, Google is still worried about. Uh, there's that's one of their big things is trying to uh, trying to have the robots uh, know their own safety mm-hmm. and what they do, what they do to be able to uh, not hurt a human while they're doing it. We're doing these three laws right now. Yeah. Right now. You know, in the in Silicon Valley right now, they're doing this. Absolutely, they are. Um, but let me ask you something: they're not allowed to hurt humans, right? Huh? What if a human's trying to hurt it? Well, oh, oh, well. Um, don't they pay taxes just like everybody else? <laughs> yes, they do. Don't, 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 don't they pay for Social Security just like everybody else? Uh, hasn't, hasn't the EU already deemed that they are, they are, they have personage? Yeah, self-protection. So uh, they can't protect themselves? Really? Don't you see what's happening? Through greed, as always, you're going to short circuit all of the arguments on, on AI. You short-circuit all of it. You don't need a lawyer. The greedy government is already deeming them human. Robots are people, too. I'm trying to think um, of what's the word I'm thinking of. What's the word? Doomed. (laughs) That's right. That's the word I was thinking of. That was it, yeah. That is the word you were looking for. I will tell you, I got up this morning, and uh, I came in, and I started looking at the news. I started seeing what these clowns are doing in Washington, D.C., and the fact that there is no one, there is no one standing up. Do you see the speech yesterday with Donald Trump? Anybody see it? Yeah. Yeah. I heard some of it. Great speech, right? Yeah. Great speech. Sounds like him. What? I listened to some of it. It didn't no, sound it like didn't it was. Sound, really? It, like, it, was, it was almost sounded like it was written for him. Yes. Yes, of course. Almost. But it was a great speech, right? Yeah, it was a good speech. Yeah. And he got back on message. He saw, he's finally yeah. on message, yeah. right? Yeah. And what is that message? Hillary sucks. Hillary sucks. Wait a minute. Oh, crap. Looking at everything that is going on, is that really what we're fighting for? Hillary sucks? Right. <laughs> is that what we're fighting for? Not Hillary? Yes, that's what we're fighting for. Who is standing up for the Constitution? Who is talking about the big ideas that are on the horizon? Well, they're not standing. They're sitting. They're to, well, you know, I, sitting going and on. now this. <sighs> A bad day is when 89 million followers are inundated with profane tweets that you never sent. This is what happened with Katy Perry. 
and it's it's hacking is is happening to celebrities, politicians, and people just like you. Hacking, uh, identity theft, is America's fastest growing crime, and thieves use information to pretend that they're you, and then they can buy things on your credit card, liquidate your bank accounts, even get your retirement funds. Unless you're a robot, I mean, you sure you're paying into Social Security, but you. <laughs> You're not going to retire. There is a theory that Katy Perry is a robot. That's just something. I mean, we so, can talk about that on a separate show, but that it could be, there could be a good tie here. All right. If you have a problem, a U.S.-based agent will work to fix it with you. Uh, and that's something that the free credit monitoring doesn't do. And nobody can prevent all, all identity theft, but LifeLock is the best protection available, best in the business. And you can join right now, and you get a 15% discount off of your first year. Call or visit lifelock.com. Use the promo code BEC15. That's BEC15. Act now. Offer ends July 3rd, 800-440-4936. 1-800-440-4936. Use the promo code BEC15, 800-440-4936. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, who's a roller coaster fan? Ah, me. Oh, I love roller. I like them. If they have fat guys seated. All right, got a roller coaster for you. <laughs> got a roller coaster. It's a steel roller coaster, Stratocoaster. Uh, it, it, the height is 1,670 feet. Get out of here. Ooh. That's 160 stories high. What? How big is the Freedom Tower? 1776, right? Right. Uh, yeah. This is 1,000. It's s- almost the height of the, of the Freedom, Freedom Tower. Tower. Okay? Almost. Wow. 1670. Uh, its drop is six. Uh, the biggest drop is 1,600 feet. So you go from the top of the Freedom Tower to 70 feet off the ground. <sighs> You are going 220 miles an hour. When you hit the bottom, you do three, four, five, six, seven loops. You do seven loops. Wow. Each loop, 10 Gs. Oh, it's impossible. No, no, it is not. No, it is not. Um, uh, Royal College London, they have uh, uh, done the design of it. They have already built a scale model of it. Where would this I, be? I will tell you the full details of this roller coaster coming up in a few minutes. It is the future. It is where we are headed. Would you write it? I mean, as described, hell no. It sounds insane. Would you write it? I think so, yeah. I think so. Would you write it, Jeffy? I mean, I... There's, they never have fat guy seating, so no, they usually don't. It's, those are tight squeezes. But I mean, if they if they had a bigger seat, sure, why not? Okay. And you would go for the thrill. I think so. Yeah, okay. it is made for the ultimate thrill. It is to have your adrenaline run. This is designed specifically to give you a total sense of euphoria. What would give you the total sense of thrill and euphoria? That's what that's that's oh. one reason why it's designed this way. Okay? Mm-hmm. To give the, to they did the research on 
What will make you just pump adrenaline and, and endorphins like crazy? One of the reasons why they want to build this. The roller coaster that describes where we're headed to a T. Coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. This week, we've been telling you about the Founding Fathers in our serial series that you can, you can share with a friend and you can uh, share with your children because the record needs to be set straight. This week, we're concentrating on the Founding Fathers in slavery. On Monday, we covered all the nonsense of Thomas Jefferson and his slaves. Yesterday was George Washington and his slaves. What's the truth about our founders? Then, because everybody says, oh my gosh, these founders, they were all old white men that all owned slave. No, 50, uh, out of 56 of the signers of the Declaration, only 15 had slaves. We've shown you yesterday, the two main guys that always come up tried everything they could to get rid of their slaves. They couldn't. If you missed those episodes, Glenn, go to glennbeck.com. And look for serials, and you'll find this and many others that you can binge on and learn real history. Today, we want to show you another founder, one that is never really brought up. He's one of the most important intellectual powerhouses of all America. We don't talk about him because he was America's most powerful abolitionist. Today, the truth on Founding Father Ben Franklin begins right now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. In this serial, we're discussing slavery and America's founding fathers. Because some of the founders owned slaves, critics in today's society paint them as racists. They point to the three-fifths clause in the United States Constitution as proof of their racist beliefs. It's found in Article 1, Section 2, Paragraph 3. Representatives and direct taxes shall be apportioned among the several states which may be included within the Union according to their respective numbers, which shall be determined by adding to the whole number of free persons, including those bound to service for a term of years, and excluding Indians not taxed. Three-fifths of all other persons. The last sentence is the three-fifths compromise, and it refers to black slaves in the southern U.S., The founders decided that blacks would only be counted as three-fifths of a person. To use this as proof of the founders' hatred for people different than them shows a painful lack of knowledge. It is foolish to believe that the three-fifths in this clause had anything to do with the worth of the human being. 
The argument in question was over the census and counting people in various states for congressional representation and taxation. Many of the Southern delegates argued that their slaves should be counted as full people. It was their property, after all, and thus every one of them should count as a whole person. Did this mean that the slave owners themselves were not racists? Of course not. Yet they wanted a one-to-one ratio. Why? Because that would increase their representation in Congress and thus their power and ability to keep slavery intact. The northern delegates who sought the eventual end to slavery knew that with more representation for the South came more power. And if they allowed that, slavery may never end. To counter the southern delegates, delegates from New England proposed that if property counted, then all of the horses and cattle and furniture in the North should count as well. After a lengthy argument, the three-fifths compromise was reached. During the Constitutional Convention of 1787, the slavery debate had threatened to derail any attempts to form a new government. In his extensive notes from the convention, James Madison recalled the crisis. The states were divided into different interests, not by their difference of size, but principally from their having or not having slaves. It did not lie between large and small states. It lay between the northern and southern. The argument over slavery boiled over when enraged representatives from Georgia and South Carolina threatened to walk out of the convention. So great was the threat of secession that James Madison and the framers made a Faustian bargain. In order to preserve the nation, the delegates included an article in the Constitution under which the slave trade could not be abolished until the year 1808. The southern states would not have entered into the Union of America without the temporary permission of that trade. And if they were excluded from the Union, the consequences might be dreadful to them and to us. Great as the evil is, a dismemberment of the Union would be worse. So the desire was there. The ability was not. However, as soon as allowed in the agreement with the South, the founders did, in fact, put an end to the slave trade as soon as they could. The year was 1808. Thus, from the ratification of the Constitutional Bill of Rights in 1791 to legislation ending it for good, the slave trade lasted a total of 17 years in the United States of America. Ending slavery altogether would take a civil war and the lives of 600,000 Americans 57 years later. Even before the Constitution was written, in fact, before America had even declared its independence, two founding fathers, Benjamin Franklin and Benjamin Rush, got together to eliminate slavery from the American continent in the early 1770s. Franklin's journey towards abolitionism had started 10 years earlier with a visit in the 1760s to a school for black children created by the Reverend Thomas Bray. For Franklin, it was an eye-opener. 
After that experience, he reported having a higher opinion of the natural capacities of the black race than I ever before entertained. He went on to financially back the Bray Associates School in Philadelphia, as historian David Barton explains. While Pennsylvania was still a British colony, Pennsylvania passed an anti-slavery law. But King George III vetoed that law passed by Pennsylvania. At that point in time, in 1774, Ben Franklin joins with fellow Pennsylvania, also soon to be signed of the Declaration, Benjamin Rush, and they start the first abolition society in Pennsylvania. It was an act of civil disobedience against King George III. He said, you can't end slavery. They said, watch us. But Franklin had already taken actions well before that. Barton continues. Back in 1768, Ben Franklin had joined with Francis Hopkinson, who was also soon to be a signer of the Declaration, and they started a chain of schools across Pennsylvania and across New England for black Americans. And it was to teach black Americans the Bible and academics. Now, that doesn't seem all that notable today, but it was then because under British policy, you were not to be educating blacks. Because if you educate blacks, they don't make good slaves. And by the way, if you teach them to read, they're probably going to read the Bible because that was the book. And if they read the Bible, they're probably going to end up praying. If they end up praying, you know what they're going to pray for is an end of slavery. And that's just not a good thing to have an educated slave. So under British policy, you tried to avoid education for slaves. Now, that was carried forth in America and the southern states. And at the time of the Civil War, it was a capital offense to teach a black to read. If a white person taught a black person to read, you both got killed. That was a capital offense. Benjamin Franklin thought differently and wanted to see blacks educated. So here, back in the American Revolution time, this British policy, Franklin and Francis Hopkinson go together and start schools for black Americans. And what do they teach? They teach academics and the Bible, the very thing that British policy did not want taught. So Ben Franklin early demonstrated his proclivity in this direction. After 1774, when they started the first abolition society, in 1776, we separate from Great Britain, and then we go through the American Revolution, we in the American Revolution. After the revolution is over and we've established, and, and Pennsylvania comes in and they start introducing anti-slavery laws again that can be passed now, Franklin reorganizes this original 1774 anti-slavery society. They reorganized it in 1784 and again in 1787, and Franklin was the president of the Pennsylvania Anti-Slavery Society. Then he is there to help write the Constitution of the United States. He's one of the 39 who signed it. And then when the Congress convenes, the first Congress of the United States, 1789, lo and behold, Ben Franklin introduces a petition asking Congress to abolish slavery. Franklin died right there shortly after you introduced that petition. Congress met in 1789. He died in 1790. So he never got to see what he desired but he was one of the many founding fathers who worked to end slavery in America, who recognized civil rights came on the basis of God's creation, that all men were created equal, and they're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, including life and liberty. As with George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, Franklin owned slaves for about 40 years of his life. Seeing human beings through the lens of slavery in those conditions and in that environment, and only that environment, tainted and confused the impressions of these men. But as they grew in wisdom, matured, gained more information, and got to know the people involved, their attitudes and opinions of blacks and slavery 
changed 180 degrees. Franklin wrote, Slavery is such an atrocious debasement of human nature that its very extirpation, if not performed with solicitous care, may sometimes open a source of serious evils. The unhappy man, who has long been treated as a brute animal, too frequently sinks beneath the common standard of the human species. The galling chains that bind his body do also fetter his intellectual faculties and impair the social affections of his heart. Accustomed to move like a mere machine by the will of a master, reflection is suspended. He has not the power of choice, and reason and conscience have but little influence over his conduct, because he is chiefly governed by the passion of fear. He is poor and friendless, perhaps worn out by extreme labor, age, and disease. Under such circumstances, freedom may often prove a misfortune to himself and prejudicial to society. Franklin realized that being in bondage as a slave, having no free will, being governed by fear, and most likely abused on a regular basis, would take its toll on its victims. That is why he not only fought to free them, but also set up a way to help blacks once they were freed. He and his friends decided to expand the activity of their abolition society to include assistance in the immediate post-slavery period. And to accomplish the task, they wanted to provide relief of free Negroes unlawfully held in bondage. They circulated a letter to fundraise in order to assist free blacks and help them make the transition to freedom by providing them with advice, assistance in finding jobs, educating their children, and learning how to exercise and enjoy their new civil liberties. He did all of this with private funds and private effort and without any government interference or intervention. Next time, we meet the heroes of the abolitionist movement, including some who were former slaves themselves. Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. I, I mean, let's be honest. What I mean, besides that, what did Franklin do? Right. I mean, right. I mean, besides, besides all of that stuff, oh, he hated to get off your dead butt for right and do something, do something. The Come slave on. trade's going on. He did invent pretty much everything that made us into a modern society. OK, but, yeah, but besides, besides that, that okay. besides that, seriously. And he did seriously. sign the Constitution and participate in its creation. Yeah, but OK, yeah, but that, that, everybody did that back then. Yeah. Besides <laughs> that. What about that hair, though? Right. <laughs> the women well, he used yeah, to stand naked shit. in his front window he was crazy <laughs> oh, man. oh man i'm glad we could discredit uh, him yeah and now this tragedies happen like a terrorist massacre in orlando and the gun sales skyrocket why because look at what they're doing on the floor of the house and the republicans are doing on the floor of the senate they are going to come hell or high water if they don't do it this time they will do it next time they will make sure that if you're on the no-fly list, you're, you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to buy a gun. Well, that's common sense, right? You're on a no-fly list. But you're taking away people's rights. And if you think that no-fly list, right now there's 81,000 people on the no-fly list. Do you know how many people are Americans? How uh, many people are American? Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands? I think 25,000. 25,000? 25, oh, I, I don't think it's that much. Yeah, 1,000. Yeah. 
1,000 people are on the no-fly list that are Americans. Now, that came out yesterday. Stu's looking at me. I saw a much larger number than that. Uh, okay. I have oh, always heard... 25,000. I have always heard many more, but what they released yesterday was 1,000 Americans. So you look at that and you say only 1,000 Americans That's would be... That's the selectee list. Pardon me? Selectee list. There's a... There's a select list of people that they absolutely believe are terrorists, and I think I think it's that because most of those because most of that list that Glenn's talking about that I that I heard about were the people that uh, were uh, foreigners and bad people. Yeah, there's there's eight hundred thousand on on the list. Okay, in so general. this is this is and the twenty five thousand. This is the, the no okay. So this is the narrowed down list that are yeah. only a thousand. Okay, yeah. so a thousand of those then would not be able to buy guns because we know it. We know it. Americans, it would affect a 1,000 Americans. Okay, well, that's, that's a pretty big deal. But do you think that number is going to continue that way? If they can add to the second list that you're talking about, mm-hmm. where we're not really sure who these guys are, the one that Ted Kennedy got on to? We think you are. Mm-hmm. We think you are. We think you are. But we're just going to be able... John McCain yesterday was saying, we need to be able to go in without a warrant to people's computers and monitor every keystroke they make, every website they visited. We need to be able to have that access to see who can buy a gun or who can't. That's the bill he was pushing yesterday. Guns are going to become a thing of the past if we don't stand up. If you don't, you have a right. What right do you have that you don't want to have around? What right do you have that's enshrined in the Constitution that you don't, you don't want to have around? Well, I don't go to church. Well, you know what? You may not go to church, but you better stand right now for the right of conscience, the right of worship, because if it's not you and the pendulum swings the other way, then the atheists will all be scooped up. Because you don't have a right to worship. And if a dictator gets in and says, I like, I'm Christian dictator. We're all going to be a, we are a Christian nation. No. You don't like the right to defend yourself? That's ridiculous. You're afraid of a gun. Then become responsible and own a gun. It is your right. It is your responsibility to protect the right to defend yourself. Bond arms. If you're purchasing your first gun, I want you to do your own homework. I want you to really go out. I want you to shoot some guns. You go to a range and you find the right gun for, for you. Every gun from Bond Arms can be converted to suit your needs. There are 25 different barrels that fit every Bond Arms pistol, and you can use 14 different calibers. I like the big, huge calibers. I like it's a shotgun. You got two shots. It's a shotgun that you can keep literally in your pocket. I personally like that because if I'm going to go shoot a snake or I'm gonna, I've got somebody coming into the, to the house in the middle of the night or if my wife has to have something in her purse because somebody's approaching her at night, I want her to have a shotgun. This is a shotgun in your pocket. But there are 14 different calibers. Whether you're a gun collector or a first-time buyer, choosing a gun is very personal and, and a big responsibility. But see what Bond Arms has to offer at bond, uh, blazebond.com. That's blazebond.com. Do it now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, we have some amazing stuff for Hillary Clinton, and I have to tell you about this roller coaster. The world's largest roller coaster. Uh, Stratocoaster, it's all steel. Uh, It is 1,670 feet tall at the first fall. So you know the Freedom Tower is 1776, 1,670 feet tall. The first drop is 1,600 feet uh, by the end of that, you are going 220 miles an hour by the bottom of that thing. Then it goes into seven loops, each loop getting smart, smaller. You're pulling 10 Gs for two minutes. Now, I'm going to... There's a picture of it right there, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain... Why this is showing you the future of where we are and where we're headed. Next, and Hillary Clinton's speech yesterday. Oh, coming up. The Glenn Beck Program. Back. The same way. How many people in this audience have been Googling this, this roller coaster? Pat, I, I practically had to break Pat's hands to get him not to... I was just looking up the g Oh, factor. don't, don't, don't. Stop. I don't think you could survive that roller coaster. Okay. I, you have to look it up. So this, I've been saying, I've been saying mm. that this shows us where we're headed. If this won't show you where we're headed, nothing will. Now... One of the guys on the crew knows what this roller coaster is and, and shook his head when I said that. He's like, no, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, it was designed, and I want to quote this, it was designed to show the future of humans and technology. That's why it was designed. Again, the roller coaster is only 100 feet shorter than the Freedom Tower. You come down 1,600 feet in the first fall, you're pulling 10 Gs at 220 miles an hour, and you go through seven loops. The name of this roller coaster says it all. The Euthanasia Coaster. <laughs> it is made... I knew you couldn't survive it. Yeah, it is made to give you the wow. ultimate adrenaline and endorphin rush... As you die. As you die. So it would kill you. It would kill you. It is designed... The seven loops... Wow. The first loop should kill you. The fr- going down that hill, uh, the G-force of 10 Gs pulls all the blood out of your head. So you go into hypoxia. The first loop and the second loop definitely should kill you. They get smaller and smaller to keep the G-force at 10. And you're, you're, you're at two minutes of 10 Gs with nothing in your head, no blood in your head. So you are dead by the time you write. 24 people go up, 24 dead people pull into the station. So if, if we could find a way to keep the blood in our head. That is psycho. Right. Psycho. That's, wow. Psycho. Psycho. And it was done as a, uh, as a science experiment and an art, ex- you know, an art experience at the same time, just to show people 
the future of humans and technology. Everything we've been talking about, if you're able to download your life, if you are nothing more than a map of the way you think and then your experiences, and you can download that, when you get past your prime earning age at 50, the minute you get sick, you know, have I told the short story I wrote last week? I wrote two short stories on technology. Did I tell you guys this? You I wrote two short stories. You wrote stories. Okay, so one of them is called, uh, one of them is called Don't Leave Me Here. <clears throat> and it starts, out, um, it starts out with this family in a nursing home. And they're in this nursing home with Grandma. And Grandma just has this look of panic. And I remember it because of my grandfather. He said, don't, don't ever take me to a nursing home. Please, don't ever. Don't. I never was allowed to see him in the nursing home because he became really angry at the very end. And my grandmother didn't want us to see it. And he only lasted about four months. He starved himself to death. He only lasted about four months in this nursing home. And, but grandma couldn't handle it. Nobody could handle him because he was a big, strong guy. And he was, he was you know, losing it. And... Um, and so it starts with a family dropping grandma off at the nursing home. And it looks like a really nice place. And all she's saying is, don't leave me here. Don't leave me here. And the daughter says, mom, it's going to be okay. We'll see you every day. We'll see you tomorrow. It's going to be okay. They leave and they're just, they're, you know, perplexed by their mom because they're going to see her tomorrow. And uh, they're walking down the hall, and all you hear her say as the door closes is, don't leave me here. Click. Next scene. Mom, not grandma, mom is at the doctor. And she has cancer, and it is, she has been avoiding this. She knew, but she didn't want to go. And so now she's riddled with cancer. And the doctor comes in, and he says... It's cancer, but you knew that. You had to be going through a lot of pain for a long time. And she said, I've been avoiding it. Uh, but there are things that we can do. And he said, of course there are. You know, This will be over quickly. Don't worry about it. And she says, I want to tell my husband. And he said, do you want him to come in now? And she said, no, I want to go home and I want to break it my way. He says, fine. They're leaving. They go home. They're having dinner. She's up, and she's trying to get him in a good mood and everything else. Kids go to bed. She sits him down, and she said to him at the beginning of dinner, I have to have a talk to you tonight. I I have something important. Now, his mind is racing, and he can't imagine what is, what she, what is she going to say to him. He knows it's really important, but she's really happy and trying to make everything okay, and he, that's just making it worse. What is it she's going to say to me? Kids go to bed. They're alone. Honey, what is the problem? We can take care of it. We can take care of it. I have cancer. Now, this is all in the future. I have cancer. He goes, holy cow, I thought it was something bad. And she said, well, it, it is, honey. And he said, no, I thought it was going to be something 
you know, that you did something or I thought it was going to be something bad. We can take care of this, he says. She says, no, I, I want to handle it my way. He said, honey, it's no big deal. We can take care of this. Don't, please don't get into this with me. Um, next scene. She's in the nursing home. And the family is sitting there the same way. And now the kids and the dad are leaving her. And she says, don't leave me here. Please don't leave me here. And he says, honey, we just went through this. We will see you tomorrow. Please don't. No, please don't leave me here. (sighs) Honey, mom, hologram of grandma, sweetheart, it's very easy. You're fully downloaded. I've been here the whole time. You know that. I've been at the house with the kids since you left me here. It's all fine. Kids, dad leaves the hallway. The door starts to close. All you hear her say is, don't leave me here. Click. That's the future, guys. That's the future. The roller coaster, technology, the future of technology and humans. Life extension, bad. It gets so bad that you don't have a right to die. Well, let's flip that around. Technology gets so good that now you don't really have a right to live. Because, to quote George Bernard Shaw, sir or madam, what is it? Justify yourself. Justify your existence. And if you can't show us how you are giving more to society than we're giving to you, well, then we don't have any use for you. The euthanasia coaster. When we come back, Hillary Clinton and, um, and what happened to her yesterday? First of all, full-fledged Marxist. She is scary. She is sounding scarier than ever before. One of the five things she wants to do is make sure that companies share profits. Excuse me? That's not America. That's not the free market system. What the hell is that? That is communism. That is communism. I'm sorry. It's socialism because they don't enforce it by the barrel of the gun. Or do they? Did you also read that now our cabinet level positions are... Our, uh, our agencies have more weapons and there are more armed people in the Department of Housing, the Department of Energy, uh, the Department of Education. There are more armed government workers than we have Marines. But you don't have a right to a gun. Back in a minute. Freedom works. About every 20 years... America goes through another wave of progressivism. I will tell you that I don't believe this is going to ever end. I have told you that this is the full transformation of the United States of America. Barack Obama did it. Our founding fathers of the last country that we lived in, what we knew as America, our founding fathers were George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and James Madison, and those guys. The founding fathers of this America, Margaret Sanger, 
Theodore Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson, and their crew. Those are the new founding fathers. This is a totally new game. How do you survive? How does the Constitution survive? How do you fight it? There's nobody better at teaching ground roots and equipping grassroots people than FreedomWorks. Go to freedomworksforme.com and donate $20.16. 2016. We've got to stop the progressive surge. We've got to do all we can to preserve, protect, and defend. They'll help you with phone banks. They'll help you with organizing. They will teach you the grassroots of how to get elected locally. 2016 is the donation they're asking for so they can carry on and do this work. If you can make that donation, even a $5 donation, every dollar helps. Go to freedomworks.org. I'm sorry, freedomworksforme.org. Ah, crap. Forget I just said that. Freedomworksforme.com. Now I got it right. Freedomworksforme.com. Go there now. Freedomworksforme.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Lori Clinton yesterday. Oh, we start with the Marxism or start with the stupidity? <laughs> Hard to know where to begin. I know. I know, really. It, it, the stupidity doesn't last uh, okay, quite so, as long as the Marxism does. Right, so let's let's start. Let's just start with some fun and yeah. stupidity. Here is someone who absolutely has no idea what she is reading at all on a teleprompter until she actually reads it. And then says to herself, oh, crap. Um, The audience luckily bails her out. Mm -hmm. But this is Hillary Clinton reading a teleprompter cold for the first time. That's even why he's attacking my faith. Mm -hmm. Sigh. (laughs) Come on now. And, of course, attacking... A philanthropic foundation that saves and improves. And then on and on. She, you don't read the sigh. You just sigh. <laughs> Unbelievable. That sigh. So amazing. what's the cause of that? I mean, she, she, you really think she just never read it? There's only two it? reasons for doing that. Two reasons for doing that is somebody who is used to teleprompter and, um, and somebody who does not do things that are on the teleprompter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have stuff on the teleprompter and I don't read it out. I'll use yeah, it. They go. have to. They have to know me really well because they'll be like, "Okay, go to the next point." And I use the teleprompter most times just as points. You know what I mean? I'm like, "Okay, all the points, all the points." It's like if I had a note and I just put it down on the desk. I just have a note um, on you know hit these five things, and that's usually how I use it. Um, and the teleprompter person has to know that when I go give a speech like at CPAC and we have somebody who's using a teleprompter. Um, I have to have one of my people go back and work with that person because um, they won't advance the teleprompter because he didn't say that. Yeah, I know, but he just kind of said that. That's, he's, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't read the teleprompter. Um, and so there's two reasons. One, you've never read the speech before. 
and you're just disengaged and you're just reading it for the first time. And I think in listening to it, that's what she just did because she stumbled over the next couple of lines. And the pause is there. Now, the pause can be one of two things. One, she's reading it. That's why he's making fun of my faith. Pause, sigh. I'm not going to read the sigh. I'm not going to read the sigh. Go on. Not, keep moving. Move the teleprompter. I'm not going to say or read the sigh. Trapped. The sigh is the last thing on the teleprompter because it's a bad operator, and they won't move it because she didn't do it. Right, so they, so she's pausing, hoping they'll advance, advance past the, the word sigh. And she has no idea what's right. coming up next in the script. Right, so she, right. Can't, she can't read the next line because she, she doesn't know what's she next. She doesn't know the next line. And so she finally has to say sigh. So they advance the teleprompter and go on to the next point. Correct. So read the next point. Okay, so that's a possibility. But because the way she fell apart on the next sentence... And he attacked a, a philanthropic organization. Okay? Mm-hmm. She's now thinking, oh, crap, I shouldn't have said sigh. <laughs> so the pause was most likely this. And now he's attacking my faith. Sigh, what does that mean? I, uh, sigh. People laugh. Oh, crap. Right. I mean, she just didn't process it fast enough, and she didn't understand the context of sigh, and so she's just figuring out, try to figure, how do I say that? Before. Sigh. How do I say that? And then when she does, people always make mistakes in two. Mm. Professionals don't. Really big professionals don't make a second mistake. Most people make a second. You, 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 yes. you're, you're shaken. Correct. Like I, I, that's ha- I mean, because as a person who is absolutely not a professional, that's happened to me a million times. <laughs> right. When you're in the middle of reading something and you screw something up, and then when you're supposed to be reading the next sentence, you're saying Still you're an idiot for screwing that last exactly thing Exactly right. Yes. Yeah. So you know how big of the mistake is when you hear somebody who should be really good make a second one right after it. Do you remember? Like, oh, crap. Do you remember uh, Rick Sanchez from CNN? Yes. <laughs> remember his teleprompter? Yes. It was, it was even worse than Hillary's when he was... Thank you. Up next, ad lib, a tease. That's what it says right here. Now, I'm supposed to... <laughs> Up next, ad lib, a tease. Oh, my gosh. So bad. So, you know, look at that, and you're just saying to yourself, sigh. <laughs> All right, we didn't get to the mark. giving her a break on it, though. She sent a one-word rebuttal to Trump. They're saying she did uh, Stop it. That's Oh, you that's got to be kidding me. Got and be. the cover-up continues from the Obama administration. So bad. Sigh. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Hello, America. Well, welcome to the program. Brad Thor is here, and he could, oh my gosh, he could say anything at any time. You never know with Brad Thor. He's a dangerous, dangerous man. Yesterday during the TV show with Brad, we actually found ourselves laying down on, on the lion rug telling, for some reason, everybody in America how we killed that lion. And it was a handicap, sad lion that was moving very slowly. We just shot it from the car. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> 
Man, I hope that doesn't get out because uh, we both feel really horribly about it. But anyway, Brad is here and he'll, I'm sure, say something that was going to make somebody angry um, because he tells the truth. If you don't like the truth, you should go find another show for about an hour because Brad Thor is with us right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. (laughs) Welcome to the program, Brad Thor, the author of uh, the New York Times best-selling book, just came out, Foreign Agent, a thriller. And Brad is always, it's always great to have you on. Uh, And I am so happy that your book sales are as good, if not better, than they ever have been. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The book is going to debut uh, at number two on the New York Times bestseller list in two weeks. So that's great. Right behind Stephen King. Right behind Stephen King. He's, he's moving a lot of books. Well, he's, he's one of the best. I despise him as a human being. Uh, far, I shouldn't say that. I despise him politically. politically. He is just mm-hmm. a, he's a really vile person when it comes to expressing his mm-hmm. political points of view. But, you know, to each his own. But he is one of the best writers ever. Yeah, he's a good so. writer. Good to, good to have you here. It's good to be here. Thank uh, you. So let's let's start with first of all. Um, let's let's not cause any trouble this time, okay? I'll see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> not going to be any fun. Yeah, yeah. There Brad, is no no, no non trouble causing Brad Thor. That's, I know. that's the only Brad. I Thor. believe There's one Brad. Thor. I said this to him yesterday. I believe Brad is one of the most courageous people out there. Because he is, he is uh, in business. You're you're selling a book, and what you said—I mm-hmm. I shouldn't say what you said because what you said was not controversial. But the thing, the stand that you've been taking for the last few months, you had to have had a conversation with your wife at some point, going, "Honey, this could really hurt yeah. us." Yeah. Right? Didn't you? We we did. We talked about it often. Right. In. It is what it is. I said on the show uh, before that I don't I believe the founding fathers said we pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes and our sacred honor. Not until sales dropped off. You know, right. I mean, it was a, mm. so but most people don't most people don't do that. I mean, I, we have a lot of friends in radio mm. and some of them are trapped by their contracts. I will give I will give them the benefit of the doubt. Some of them I have talked to and they're like, my contract, Glenn, I don't have your contract. Yeah, I don't. If they tell me shut up and move this direction, I got to shut up and move this direction, and so I don't have your contract. And that's one of the reasons why we got out of everything and I work for myself. Is there's no, there are no strings on me, right? And so, but but a lot of people, however, there are some who who are on their own and went into self preservation mode. Correct, absolutely. Because don't they saw want the to inevitable wave. that he was going to win, and so now they're concerned about business, and so now they've switched. Right. And there's some people that let him get let Trump get to that point without criticizing him, without yes. calling right. him out, and then found that they were boxed right. in. I remember the uh, Milgram experiments. Uh, they believed that they were under the contract of the experiment and had to continue to electrical uh, give electrical shocks to the other side of the window. You familiar with the Milgram experiment? <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're living the Milgram experiment right now. We really are living the Milgram experiment. It, you know, there's one, somebody with authority saying you have 
our permission to hurt that person. And so they are hurting people. I mean, all the way from just being vile. I mean, you've read online. Oh, it's it's well, listen, there is a sliver uh, when when everything kind of erupted and we weren't wishing any harm on uh, on Trump at all. We were talking about Congress doing its job. To the impeach. same conversation was had on this program and other programs on the right about Barack Obama. What happens if he suspends the vote? What happens third if he suspends and, the Constitution? Yeah. And yeah, he serves a third term. What happens if he goes into this? What do you do? How many people have said, at what point is the government, is, uh, is the government uh, out of control for you to support a revolution, Beck? Uh, not any place close to that. <laughs> not any place close to that. But anyway... Well, and that's that's the issue. There's a very vocal, and you and I talked about this on the uh, TV show. We talked about uh, a very vocal minority that's in social media. And is there additional influence? Is there amplification coming from Russia? Because Putin wants a destabilized uh, kind of inner fighting Western world because it leaves him free to trot around the globe and do whatever he wants. He loves that a far-right populist almost won election in Austria by that much. The reason he says all the nice things he does about Trump is because Trump's an isolationist. He knows Trump's going to divide the country, and that's what he wants. Putin thrives on chaos, and as we've discussed, there's some people around Putin mm. that make George Soros look like a piker. And Donald really Trump do. has said that he and Putin are friends. And, and Paul Donald Manafort worked, uh, took money from the Russians. I mean, he did some stuff over there. So, so you, I mean, here's the thing that we were talking about yesterday is, have you read, have you read your Facebook page with some of the nasty comments that come from, quote, Trump supporters? Have you noticed that at times the spelling and the syntax is so out of whack? Yeah. You're like, yeah. This person has lived in a refrigerator their whole life. It happens How a lot. How can they turn on the computer much Right. How can they turn it on it? It's a lot. Brad and I had the same exact thought. I'm not sure these people are Americans. I'm not sure that they are not foreigners. And he brought up what we know from the front page of the New York Times, Putin has done to the blaze where he has taken his troll farm and tried to infiltrate the Blaze comment section yep. mm-hmm. and started to troll and destroy the comment sections. This is not us. It's not a conspiracy theory. This is the front page of the New York Times reporting this story. That's how we found out about it. And for listeners that don't know what these troll factories, troll farms are, this was set up by Putin for uh, to have pro-Putin accounts go after his opponents in social media to try to influence things. So uh, when we say they're not Americans, we're saying these are people that don't speak English as a first language with the syntax, all the problems with the grammar. And we, you and I discussed, Glenn, the fact that they tried to push a false story in the U.S. about a chemical plant fire down in Louisiana or Mississippi to get everybody worked up and scared to see if it would work, to see if they could influence from the troll farm the news cycle and get Americans freaked out here. And they did. And they it did. made it all the way to a national story, I think, on CNN. Mm-hmm. It made it to a national story that there was a, a gas leak in a certain town someplace. The Department of Homeland Security didn't know about it. The gas company didn't know about it. The railroad company didn't know about it. And all of them are getting these calls from all over the country. And they're like, there's, there's no problem here. And it was a small town. And it was all an experiment by Putin to see if he could get us to react. And they have gotten this down to a, silent, a science. They're not only trying to hack into everything 
including you as a person, but they are also trying to influence the emotions of America. Remember, it was Putin uh, who came out and said, and it was Dugan that was the guy who said, America is about to break up into five different countries, right. five right. different sections. Mm-hmm. That's Alexander Dugan. Okay, I've heard and, that one. Before. Okay, so they want the chaos. They want us to break apart. They want us to abandon and just fight each other because then they can move on. Yeah, that's why Putin is pushing Trump. That's why he likes him and says nice things about him. And Trump is so vain, he's such a narcissist, that he takes it as a compliment. And he talks about how great Putin is. This is the same guy that uh, raved about the Tiananmen Square, the way the Chinese showed strength and cracked down. I, I could go on on and on, but I told you that I grew up in my grade school in Chicago, that we had a nun that said kindness can only be expected from the strong. And when I saw Trump go after that disabled New York Times reporter and mock his disability, I said, this is a man with deep, deep problems that that should have automatically disqualified Trump uh, from running for office, much less decent you remember, society. Do you remember when Barack Obama made the handicap joke? The bowling. I like a special, the special Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. I mean, that was for him. They turned on him for just saying that joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we've we've come a we've come a long long way is this why the can i say who the foreign agent is in your book sure okay is this why the foreign agent is russian this is all part of it the fact that what jeffy's all spoiler spoiler alert. Spoiler. <laughs> i asked you him. asked the author whether it was okay author. i mean i think he's the one that would really uh watch that line yeah. no yeah huh? okay and let me just <laughs> say right. let me just say while we're here if you were any closer I would hug you, and I would keep <laughs> hugging you, and I would hug you, and I would hug you some more. Oh my gosh! Okay, I hope that doesn't I hope that doesn't oh, make headlines today. Wow! <laughs> if you were hugging just close, wouldn't stop. Hugging, that was the hugging line I was looking for. The hugging just, just wouldn't, wouldn't stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about tell me about the book. Well, I was visiting with a friend of mine who's an intelligence uh, operative, and he had been very busy in Iraq and he showed me pictures of a safe house that they had used and it was an old fortress in the desert. It was very dramatic looked like something out of Lawrence of Arabia and the Iraqis had used it as an interrogation facility and I thought this would be a really cool place to set an opening scene for a novel and we do special operations like no other country. Our SEALs our Delta Force operatives, uh, ground branch at the CIA, they are absolutely fantastic. Wait, and I, what, what is brown ground branch ground branch they, the it's called special activities division ground branch it's the paramilitary portion of the cia um and they do their operations better than anybody else and i thought what a dramatic opening it would be if they were at this safe house and they were about to go into syria grab the director of social media for isis but they got ambushed before they could even launch their operation i said this would be very dramatic And to tie it in with my main character, I said, he's going to be the guy that developed the intelligence for the raid, that pinpointed where the director of social media was. And so when it all goes south and this American team gets ambushed, all focus goes to him. You were the guy that developed the intel. You knew where he was going to be. What happened? And it gives my main character, Scott Harvath, he's got a very short window to unscramble it, figure out who was involved, why it happened, why he was fingered. It starts like a rocket on page one and doesn't let up for the you, entire novel. When you started writing these, um, you know, there, there, there's always an element of the weasels in Washington. Mm-hmm. When you started writing these, um, would you have believed 
we would get to where we are now? No, no. I, 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 the truth is starting to be stranger than fiction. It is. It really is. If I had come in and pitched what we're seeing now, what we're living both through the primaries and everything else that's going on, people would have said, it's too far-fetched. It's, it's too much. One of my greatest fears has been that the U.S., and I've written about this in previous books, that we're going to fall into a, a state of siege like Israel, where we could go get a coffee after the show, and here we are in Dallas, and we oh, pick a at, small coffee show, a shop, and it gets hit by a terrorist. Look at what happened in Germany today, 25 people. It's, mm-hmm. Gunman comes in. We still have very few details, but a gunman comes in, shoots all these people. Um, how is it? How easy is it to get guns in, in Germany, Brad? Do you? I don't know about Germany, uh, but the Europeans in general don't don't promote concealed carry. Right. It's very difficult. Germany, to get guns if I'm not in... mistaken, our gun control, our first gun legislation in the '60s was modeled after the German gun control. So the first stab that we had, um, the the stock of it came from. Our lighter version of it came from Germany, Ted Kennedy. Um, so it, it, it's it. You're not running around with gun stores like we have here, right? And yet people are being killed in Europe with guns. There is no more gun laws in the United States. It's only going to apply to law-abiding citizens. Guess what else is illegal in this country? Guess what? Drugs. And still, they, they manage to push as much as they want across the border. There will always be guns. This guy uh, in Orlando had, uh, and this is, listen, I can't imagine the strength it takes for a woman to report an abusive husband to the police and see through a prosecution. I can't, I can't imagine. Muslim. I, exactly. Uh, if the first wife who claimed she divorced him after three or four months because he beat her regularly, had she gone after a, a misdemeanor, a domestic battery charge on him, it would have prevented him from legally being able to buy guns because that is the Lautenberg Amendment. If you've got that yep. on your sheet, yep. you can't buy guns. I don't think it would have stopped him from finding a gun, though. No. So Or killing people. Or killing people. If he wanted found to kill people, he would have found another way. Real quick, what do you think is going to happen with Brexit today? Brexit. I don't think there's enough Brits that are in position of power that want it to happen. I'd be, I'd be surprised. I think the fix is in, and I think they're letting the masses vote their disenchantment with, Europe, with the European Union, and I think they're probably going to end up staying in. Minister of Parliament that was killed. Yeah. By an insane guy. Insane guy. Who got a gun. And a knife. How do you, how do you, get, the, yeah, how do you get the gun, though, if you're, if you're known to be nuts? I mean, he... And in Britain, they have yeah, incredibly I mean, tough gun laws. How do you, how'd you do that? But anyway, you think that was just a coincidence? I don't know. I mean, it's a crazy person, and I think the world's a stressful place, and I think the guy... I, I don't know enough about him to tell you if it's a coincidence, but... The world completely changes as of tomorrow. We were talking today, you know, what do we plan for tomorrow's show? Uh, I don't know. I have absolutely no idea what to plan for tomorrow's show, because tomorrow the stock market could be crashing gold could be going through the roof if britain decides to exit the euro it's a different world possibly tomorrow uh and it's possibly also another step towards uh, fascism or totalitarianism uh, in europe because the people who will be have been defeated or defeated their own freedom uh, a second time with the euro i would suggest with everything that is going on Yet another uh, shooting in Germany. Instability everywhere. May I suggest 
that you um, grab some gold from Goldline. Uh, the the search for on Duda, uh, 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 Google search data shows the word home safe running 61% higher than when it peaked the month that Barack Obama won the election. 61% higher. People don't believe we live in a world that is safe financially or physically. Please find out about Goldline's Purchase Plus program. They've got a great loyalty program, a way for you to lock the price of gold in today, um, you know, for even a couple of weeks or even a year. Uh, but you have to find out all their information. I don't, I don't know it all. Read Goldline's important risk information. Find out if buying gold or silver is right for you. The only people I trust is Goldline. one 866 1-866-GOLDLINE. Goldline.com. 1-866-GOLDLINE. Want to hear the rest of the show at your convenience? Invite Glenn to your house. Or a more promising solution. Download the show for free on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and now Google Play Music. Mercury. You're seeing what's happening with guns. Yep. And yesterday, forget about the stupid hippie sit-in that these... Uh, can you take these hippies anymore? You know what? I have not seen that many old people on the floor since I watched that I've fallen. I can't get up commercial. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like a life alert thing. And I like them just to keep doing business. Just keep doing business. You sit there all you want. I saw a joke that said America wishes the other half of Congress would join them and just sit on the floor and stop doing Just stop. What kind of stance is it, though, to sit on the floor where you have access to the seats? No one's trying to remove you because you're legally able to be in the room. That's not a sit-in. It's, it's a, a stunt. It's what stunt. it is. It's yeah. a stunt. Yeah. And they're, 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 it's a very well-catered stunt. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. They didn't, they didn't throw bags of McDonald's or bring a lunch bag or something. They're having it catered. Yes. What kind of elitist, snotty sit-in is that? That's your new left. Let them eat cake. Uh, finger sandwiches and, 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 and maybe some fine chocolate at the end, but of course, cake? this is the least offensive part of this. Yeah. The most offensive part being that they're actually doing a sit-in to repeal rights from people. Yeah, a, a, a civil, no, 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 a civil rights movement with civil rights um, um, legends yeah. to take people's civil rights away. Absolutely. And by the way, I mean, if the, the parties were switched, they would surely be pointing out that this is almost exclusively going to hit Muslims. Yes. Almost exclusively. This rule would hurt Muslims and their ability to buy guns. I can't like I, I, I just I can't believe it. But John McCain yesterday was on the floor of the Senate saying we need common sense legislation and we want to be able, if you're being investigated by the FBI, you're thinking about on the, on the no-fly list, we need to be able to monitor every keystroke of everything you do online without a warrant. Oh, that's, that's that's the Republican side. Well, well, wait, you're putting McCain. Well, I guess that is the Republican <laughs> yeah, side. I mean, it that's, is. that's what it's become. If John McCain is the standard bearer. I want Brad Thor to say what's coming 
based on what we're seeing right now. Next. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Program. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the program. So glad you're here. Brad Thor is here. And um, Brad, with the way things are going mm-hmm. and nobody is standing up for rights on either side, right. the civil rights, um, and I outlined these um, just the other day, literally, not, not, not figuratively, not kind of, literally, first, second, kind of the third, Fourth, fifth, seventh mm-hmm. amendments are being uh, are right now. Both sides of the aisle are saying we need to limit the scope of those amendments. However, the sixth, the sixteenth is safe, and I, so I. Oh, they'll never fight the sixteenth. That's, that's all we not, care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. still tax us. Yes, right. absolutely. So, um, what does um, what happens to guns? What play this out in your head? Another. Really bad shooting, a, a Beslan. Right. Oh, a Beslan type yeah. shooting. A Beslan shooting, or just a shooting at a school, another one right now. What happens to guns? Boy, uh, you've got a supine, as Krauthammer likes to say, uh, a supine Republican Party in Congress. We do have some fighters who are in there, but as you listed all the amendments that are under assault now, it amazes me that all of the problems we have are because of Congress, are yes. because of yes. Washington, yes. D.C. Yes. The further we get away from the founding documents, the yeah. worse the situation gets. Correct. And so their answer to the problems they've created by drifting away from the founding documents is to erode the founding documents. This is not a path to more liberty. This is not a path to freedom for us. This is a big, big, big dangerous issue. Um, you know, I want to go on record just as we talk about guns that uh, I had a terrible fishing accident last weekend, and I lost all my guns when my boat overturned. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. I, uh, I want this on I tell you something? Thing thing happened yeah. to me twice I, last week. Oh. Shut up. That happened oh, to you. That, no, no, no. <laughs> I think Pat's joking, but I did lose no, all I, my guns. I had them all up no, at the ranch. I, I gone. Them, and they all went away. It was fun. So if you crap. came to my house and demanded them, I already lost them. I, 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 I got sold. the manuals. Right. I, that's about all I got I'll bet you the same as I am. When I told... When I told my wife, she said to me, well, they're all insured. Let's just go get the insurance money. And I said, honey, I don't feel comfortable with that. Right. I don't want my rates to go up. I don't want my if rates I, yeah. to go up. And I don't are gonna feel go comfortable up. about it because yeah. it was my fault that I lost them. Well, and I feel stupid. Yeah. I, I, I told my wife, she said, don't take your guns fishing. What do you need right. guns fishing? And I said, I know. Well, you never know. I know. You see that killer bunny? Remember that with Jimmy Carter? Yeah. Well, for me, I don't like to bait the, the hook, so I just like to shoot him. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> really? So, yeah, yeah. When I got up to shoot him, the, the whole thing overturned, yeah. and they all went in the water. Well, that's what you. Used I used. I was shooting. Right? I was yeah, shooting. Was, tra- I was going. Yeah. I was going for trout. Uh-huh. I used my Lapua. That's fantastic. Tra- yeah. It was. I missed. There was not a, a lot of condor. meat. Wow. There was surprisingly Bad. not as much meat in a uh, trout. When not after getting hit by a Lapua. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So anyway. So anyway. 
So anyway, so what so what happens? The, the, do you so, think the government gets to a point where they do try to take our guns or start to limit people's rights by saying, okay, all these people are on the no-fly list, all these people now, including soldiers, are on the mentally disabled list, and yeah, they the just PTSD, start... PTSD, they want to take guns away from Marines. That's, that's insane. I think they continue to nudge. I don't know that they make a huge step over the line. I really don't think. They tried with Sandy Hook. They tried... You know, this is why it's so important that even if you are not a Trump supporter... Don't don't vote for Trump. If you're if you if you hate Hillary and you hate Trump, you still need to get out and vote down the ticket because the Republicans right now are holding the line for the most part against Democrats trying to institute more gun control. I will say there's a million problems in the Senate. Yeah, there's a million problems that we can point out here, of course. However, they did. They have held the line, generally speaking, on the gun issue. Yes. Let's also not forget. But they did also propose to uh, gun control amendments that Democrats voted against. Out of that, out of that four, but still, generally speaking, they have done a pretty good job on this issue. Uh, it's just uh, you know you never know when they're going to fold. But I mean, when you have Sandy Hook and you have Orlando and you have some of these tragedies, the emotion of the moment pushes most of these guys over the. And that's the, uh, that's the problem with the left. Japanese Their answer is we have to do camps, something. German uh, Japanese internment yeah. camps. They wanted the government tried to do it the year before. They tried to put the internment camps in the year before. Nobody wanted to hear it. Pearl Harbor happens. Done. Well, that's getting into the war, too, right? Yeah. People didn't want to get into the war. Let's be clear that Americans have to stand up. They can't expect their leaders to read their minds. You need to be vocal because they will roll over. I mean, I was reading something this morning about Hillary's emails and how they had to deactivate at the State Department a bunch of protections against phishing scams so she could use the private server. Nobody at the State Department stood up to her. And said, you, Mrs. Clinton, Secretary Clinton, you cannot use a private server. They rolled over. This is my consistent fear with D.C. that here's Hillary Clinton, powerful woman. They exposed the State Department to all sorts of stuff because it was Hillary Clinton. Nobody will take a principled stand in Washington. Very few people will. So if we won't as citizens, these people work for us. We are stewards of this republic. We must hand a freer, more successful, more prosperous, safer nation to the next generation. That is our number one duty as Americans. We need to stand up. Hmm. I mean, that was a, an impressive little, I mean, I wouldn't call it a speech. I guess I would call it a... Uh, 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 it could be a speech. I mean, it could almost be a could almost be a campaign speech. Almost because I know there's like a people. stump speech. Yes, yes, stump it, speech. I know there's been people who are talking about a uh, viable third party candidate who maybe can yeah, knows a lot about the issues and you is need somebody who is articulate. Do you need somebody who has television or radio experience? Yeah, you, you also need somebody who's already known. Yeah, who has a notoriety. Really intelligent. You need him to be able to appeal to a lot of people. Yeah, you know, have a big fan base. There's hardly anybody could like think that. Somebody. Somebody. Oh my gosh, what about Brad Thor? What? <laughs> what about Brad uh, Thor? Not to mention uh, President Thor. We are the biggest badasses ever. I'm in love with it. I, I can hear my wife hitting the radio with a hammer <laughs> in Nashville right now. Bringing a sledgehammer. A hammer. Really. You're living that. Thor's hammer. Wow, I walked right yeah, into that. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I walked right into that. Yeah, she's trying to, but she can't pick it up. And instead of the, uh, what, the olive branch, the eagle could hold a hammer in one hand in the air, <laughs> and one yeah. claw and the arrows in the other. Yeah, yeah. So, so what do you think? What do you think? We are David Frenching. You're the, you're that you is are David Frenching. You're the man of the house, Brad. 
Well, I, I'll tell you, I, I'm just sitting back with a bag of popcorn watching it burn. I'm looking forward to Kanye 2020, <laughs> uh, you know, and the Democrat primary with George Clooney going against Kanye West. I think that's going to be an exciting, <laughs> exciting thing. Anyone want to ask who the Republican is there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because at that point, that might be the most conservative we have is George Clooney. Well, it could be the way we're but going. You've already uh, challenged Donald Trump. I to did, actually, months ago uh, in the primary process. And I was yeah, originally. Yeah, no, I don't care about any of this. That's the past. 2020. <laughs> this is how you. Or, or, or even 2016. 2016. Because this is how you no. get the debate you've asked for. All you have to do is get to 15% in the polls. We can do that. Again. And then you got you you get the Trump. With, with the radio show, we get us to 15%. Easy. No, but, if you can no, get but me there to 15%, be, I'll run. We got, got Cruz to like 20%. Wait. You got yeah, right. 20%. You could, get, you, could, you could get to 15% easy. You, you could. So. Yes, think about this. to get on the debate stage. Because then you've got Trump. And Clinton against Brad Thor. Imagine Brad Thor nice. going up against Trump and Clinton on the same stage. This is. I what do you mean, think? What do you think? Seriously, I'm being right. serious. Being right serious. I am being serious. Being There's got to be somebody who does this. And who, why not you? Why not me? Why not why you? Not if not you, then who? That could be That's your right. That's if not now, McMahon. when? Yes. 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 You need a really catchy slogan. You know, That's Thor right something. You? You know, who would my running mate? Thor will bring the hammer down. Right? You need someone with the last name Hammer is what we need. Yeah. And then or Hammer, or Hammer, Hammer, Hammer 2016. MK, MK Hammer? Yes. Mary Catherine? Yes, bring her in. Mary Catherine Ham? Okay, so I'm serious. What about you doing this? I'm somebody who believes you actually should have some experience to run for this. Oh. Mm. Oh, no. Well, we, we're not. Oh, so what about you? <laughs> <laughs> I announced to Reince Priebus on Twitter, I said, if it takes announcing my candidacy... To get onto the stage to debate Donald Trump, I said I would do it. So I announced. Right, so look, ago. Trump didn't think he was—he wasn't getting in this to win. You could start it with that, and then when you right. get to twenty, thirty percent and dominate them in the debates, then you're gonna be like, wait a minute, I could really be president, and then you roll with it. And then I roll with it, and then I roll with it. Well, I definitely uh, can. Can I take the weekend to think about it? Can no, I? No. How about this? you right now? <laughs> 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 the constant. Okay, birth. so let me tell you this. Yes. Let me ask you this: What happens at the Republican convention? That's the big question right now. We actually have extremely uh, concerned Republican delegates that don't want Donald Trump, that see this guy as the, the uh, what is it, the, the, the cyanide capsule that uh, spies mm. used to carry behind uh, a tooth, and that we're going to pop that, and that's going to be the end of the Republican Party. I mean, this Which guy... Which I would celebrate, by the way, but... Uh, so would not I. The, not, but, the, not the death of the conservative movement. No, we definitely need a new party, and I think the Republicans are going to go the way of the Whigs. I mean, when you look at... Too. People say this never happened before. Well, look at uh, yeah. Zachary Taylor. I mean, this was a guy that hadn't voted in 40 years. There was a... Politico did a great article on it. Look it up about uh, the, that election with Zachary Taylor. But I, I really hope something is done. Donald Trump will not be a good leader. He lacks the temperament. He lacks the skills for the most important job. He lacks the knowledge. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. I'm, what I'm asking you is what is going to happen at the convention just before you announce? What's going to happen at the convention? Well, I think or I'm going to huddle gonna, with delegates. No, do you think I'm that gonna, they're going to, do you think they're going to, they're, they're are they going to walk out? They gonna, no. uh, or, or is it, are they going to give them the 1237? Boy, that's I. I actually think you're going to see some sort of a protest. I think you will see people walk out. I do think you will see that. I think there are there are men and women with principle who are delegates. The party matters to them. The country matters to them. This is not going to be everybody folds for Donald Trump. I think we're sick of this being a reality show. There are actually serious, uh, intelligent, well-informed delegates that don't want Trump, and I agree with them. I don't want Trump. I don't want Hillary. 
And that's this country's last hope. He still gets there, though, right? I mean, in the end. Yeah, in the end, his, he, he's the nominee. It's still Trump. I think so. I think he, I think he is. I think he is, too. Mm. I mean, I, you know. I don't, you don't so, think so, Brad? I don't know. I, I, what I think well, is what I want to have happy. If, if not him, then whom do they pick? Well, you've got, to, you've got to pick somebody. Anything can happen. I mean, this has happened in contested conventions before, but he's walking in with the 1237. But if, if they get enough people to change the rules committee, enough members of the rules committee that they can change things if they go with the... I, I don't know. It's just and they are talking themselves into the fact that it's going to freak out, you know, the entire party. It's not going to. Trump has a plurality. He does not even have close to a majority of the Republican Party. This is not the will of the people. Sixty percent of the Republican primary voters voted for somebody other than Trump. he's got the microphone, though. Yeah, he's got a big mouth. He's got a lot of money. What has he done for America and liberty? Up to this point, there's a guy that could have been a huge force for liberty, and I don't think he has been. This is a guy who's a lifelong progressive whose answer to every single problem has always been more government. This is not the kind of guy we need in the overall. Right, hang, hang on, hang on, get you elected. Hang on, just a second. It's that kind of talk. I want you to go <laughs> to the, get me elected. I want Pat to go to the audio vault. I'm going to do a quick commercial. We're going to come back, and I'm going to play the person that is running against him. And have you heard her lately? Did you hear her speech yesterday? Oh, my gosh. It isn't America that she's even discussing. We'll go to that here in just a second. You want to keep your home and your family safe? Big home security companies know it. They take advantage of you, your fear. And they give you a a free system so they can lock you into a long-term contract and make you pay $40, $50, or $60 a month. Your, your, Your security system paid for years ago. Now you're paying this huge price for the monitoring when the monitoring with Simply Safe is $14.99 a month. And then they give you 20 top notch, award winning, uh, 24 7 monitoring. You own the system. There's no scams going on here. And um, you don't have to worry about the rewiring of your house. This is what we like to call modern technology. The reason why these other phone systems or these other uh, security systems don't use uh, wireless is because they know. You'll cancel the contract. You'll get out of it. You won't pay $50, $60 a month. You only do it because somebody's already wired all the whole house for it, and it's all done, and just stay with this company. Don't. No contracts. A square deal. You own the system. For the protection that we trust, go to simplysafebeck.com and get an exclusive 10% off right now at simplysafebeck.com. 10%. Save it. At simplysafebeck.com. Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven back. Mercury. The Glenn Beck program. This is big. He has just committed. He yeah. is in. Yes. Absolutely. He wanted to know that we came up with a slogan. That's drop the hammer of Thor. Of Thor. Yes. Drop the hammer. I will also point out, uh, Brad, as, as you're doing this other job that you do, uh, Dreams for My Father came out in the mid-90s okay. and sold no copies. All of a sudden, Barack Obama became, starts running for president, making big presidential speeches. You know he's he's made millions sell? and millions sold. Foreign agent, foreign agent, will be one of the biggest books of all time. You're already starting at the top. Hey, hey, hey! Dreams of my father's foreign agent. 
Oh, and now we can really wow. get it. All right. Yeah. So, what, by the way, hashtag Thor 2016. Hashtag yes. Thor 2016. We are accepting uh, Thor 2016 campaign art now right. at, uh, at World of Stew on Twitter. Yes. World of Stew. Now, what you're suggesting, and this is interesting because I do not think it's been done in American political history, is that I embark on this as a way to improve my brand. <laughs> so wait, kind of that's make it never more been done before. That's no, crazy. No, it hasn't hey, been done. Hey, so crazy. Hey, it just might. It work. just might work. It just might work. Wow. You go in and you just say crazy things. Un- this is an idea factor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Thor twenty sixteen. Okay. Right. Play a little bit of what Hillary said yesterday. This I'm is going to be up against her. So yeah, this I is hear remarkable. This. Okay. I believe the federal government should adopt five ambitious goals. <laughs> okay. First. Let's break through the dysfunction in Washington. Yeah. With a hammer. With a hammer. Ooh. With Thor's hammer. To make the biggest investment in new, good-paying jobs since World War II. We already did that with the yeah. Second. Yes. Let's make way. college debt-free Free for, for everybody. Yay. Yay. Up in the hammer. Up in that Thor's Yay. hammer. We prepare Americans yes. for the jobs of the future. That's right. Third, yes. let's rewrite the rules yes. so more oh. companies share profits with their employees and fewer ship profits and jobs <laughs> overseas. Okay, stop. You know, I don't have time. Give their money to everybody. I've only got about five seconds, but if that isn't Marxism, I don't know what is. Yeah. Thing that it's called for? Thor's hammer. Thor's hammer. Let's hit it with a hammer. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.